These days, we are all living 100 miles an hour. Love, family, friendship, career. Meanwhile, the to-do list and the grocery list, never mind the self-care list, just gets longer and longer. Until one day, it all comes to a screeching halt. Sometimes life throws us a big curveball and everything changes. This is Thirsty the Podcast. Because sometimes life leaves you wanting more. Hi, everyone. Our names are Laura and Heather, and we have known each other for a very long time. Yep, we actually met when we were planning our weddings at the same time, um, which is kind of ironic based on our things that we like to talk about as far as dating and divorce. Um, And we were writers together for a national wedding website. (laughs) Um, Now we are, uh, well, Laura has been divorced for a while. Um, I'm in the middle of a divorce. Um, funnily, we did not really get close, and so we started connecting over our divorces, which is highly ironic. It's just the full circle of of life happening here. So, um, and so my name is Laura. Um, in this kind of random lottery of life experiences, um, I am the more experienced part of our divorcee duo because I'm a little over three years into kind of this divorce and life after divorce journey. Um, My divorce was finalized a little over two years ago, and I'm very happy to be far removed now from the entire divorce process to be through all of that, which was very stressful, and to kind of be on the other side of things. Um, My dating life since divorce has had all kinds of highs and lows. I met a nice guy early on in my newly single life, and I dated him for almost two years. I learned a lot from that experience, and he was a great person. He just wasn't the person I was meant to end up with. So I chose to end a long relationship during the holidays in a pandemic lockdown, um, which was almost as scary as getting divorced, Um, but I knew it was important to be true to what I needed in my life. Um, I could probably do without all of the dating, swiping app culture that we have going on, but here I am back on the apps. Um, However, right now I'm probably the happiest and healthiest version of myself, um, which has to count for something. I feel like I'm in a great place and I'm really dateable and I'm really happy with where I'm at in my life. Um, When I'm not dating or downloading a new convoluted dating app or talking about relationships, I work full-time in nonprofit fundraising. I have three rambunctious children and a very clingy puppy. And I spend far too much time decorating and rearranging my house and diligently avoiding folding laundry, always. This is Heather. I am It's just starting this whole divorce thing. Um, I'm about a year into it. It is not final yet. Uh, it's been a very heartbreaking experience. Divorce is, I think, very few people expect to be getting a divorce. I certainly did not um, think that that would happen, but it did. Nothing scandalous. It just came to an end at a certain point, um, you know, it, it just didn't work out. And of course, COVID did not help. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I've been dating for almost a year. I haven't made any commitments to anybody. You know, I make jokes that I've gone out with half of Cook County and a quarter of Kane County, which are Illinois, <laughs> Illinois <laughs> counties, if you're not good at geography. Um, you know, I've only been in a couple relationships, but never committed to anybody. Lots of coffee, lots of dinner dates, a whole lot of Zoom dates, which was a COVID dating thing. And I realized I kind of liked it. So I still try to do it. Um, you know, I'm a little bit at a crossroads in dating because I think before I was just getting out there and I really was not relationship material at all. I just really needed 
time to figure some things out. Um, and I still, I think I still have a while to go. Like I, I would, I'm not at all in the headspace about, of partnering up or, or getting married again at this point. You know, I'm only a year in, so I'm still figuring all of those things out, but I am a lot healthier than I was a year ago. Um, and I've started to notice the men I'm going out with are better too. I'm just in a different place than I used to be. And I think I'm getting better at spotting the good ones, the actually good ones. I do creative for a living, stand-up comedy sometimes. I write, I direct video, photography, all kinds of those kinds of things. I grew up in Texas, which you might be able to hear a little bit my voice mixed with some Midwest, which, you know, is a little problematic at times. Um, I grew up in Texas, huge family, evangelical, um, but now I'm a liberal agnostic. Uh, So that's probably a whole other podcast right down that path. Uh, dating is definitely a lot more fun because Laura and I have each other's uh, backs in terms of WTF and GTFO when it comes mm-hmm. to some of the ridiculous dating situations that we have found ourselves in, which is why we have Thirsty going now. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> so today we're starting off with the six men that you meet on Tinder. Heather and I have started to notice that there are a lot of commonalities with Kind of different character types of men that we've encountered or profiles that we see. There are a lot of commonalities happening and we thought it'd be fun to chat through some of those those common men that we're seeing as we're swiping through the apps. Starting up, um, guy number one of the men that you meet on Tinder is the guy who is dating for attention and validation. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like everyone, including me. <laughs> yeah, I fall into that boat often. That's probably my biggest problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I try not to do that, but I think coming off of divorce, it's kind of unavoidable. But I will say almost every man I've met, whether they know it or not, like some openly say, I just need attention right now. I did have a few people say wow. that to me. I was like, okay. Bold, um, but it's honest. Have said that out loud. Oversharing. <laughs> Oversharing. Um, but yeah, I think that that's like almost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we run into that a whole lot. Like they're not actually connecting to you or getting to know you. It's more they like the feeling of dating. Yeah, I mean, you know, being out nice. with someone. It feels good. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things that do feel good about it, especially if you're coming from a not great situation. Feels pretty good to be getting some of that that attention through a random strangers on a dating app. There's pretty no stakes in the game, and it just feels nice. And if you're not into them, then you just unmatch and move on so it'll <laughs> oh, like it never happen there I mean I would never do that I don't you know that's obviously not me um but certainly really easy to do that in anonymous dating land so a lot of that happening out there all right number two traumatized by their last relationship yeah yeah I mean, I feel like so many people just through their profiles, you can already tell by the way they're saying, don't be like this, or I'm not in, like, there's a lot of language that is clearly guiding whatever happened in their last relationship. So it's really easy to weed those out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you're probably better at it than me, because I would say, I mean, it's pretty common, you know, at our age and stage in life, most people have been through some sort of major heartbreak they've been through a major relationship a lot of them are starting their second act when it comes to love um so everybody's got some emotional history that they're dealing with you know um so I've come to kind of expect it I mean I have it for sure 
Um, I mean, how can you not when you're this, you know, for me, it's, it's all really fresh still, Mm -hmm. but I feel like a lot of the men I meet are very traumatized by their last relationship. And it did get annoying at times because it's like, I am not doing that. (laughs) Why, why is this an issue? Like that, that's not something I'm doing. You are clearly just still, you know, this last thing you're traumatized, you're traumatized by your last relationship. Yeah, but again, they tend to bring it out pretty early on, either early interactions or a first date. So when they start bashing their ex on a first date, then you know exactly where they're at and you do not need to see them again. Yep. No, no, they're not ready. Maybe Those are usually the ones that I would say, maybe they shouldn't be dating right now. Like they're, it's just not going to go anywhere good (laughs) this particular moment in time. If you're still angry and talking about your ex and you're fighting through like a heated divorce battle, it's probably not a great time to be dating. So yeah, time to to take a pause. Number three, hiring managers interviewing for their next girlfriend or wife. Heather, I feel like you have thoughts on this one. I do because I feel like, you know, these are kind of in order of how many I encounter. (laughs) You know, it felt like so many of them were doing the attention and validation thing. Um, But yeah, so there were, uh, there's those men that just want to be in a relationship, any relationship, like they maybe were married before or in a big relationship, they broke up, they dated around and now they're like ready to settle down, but they feel old and like they're running out of time. Like you can just see it, you can see it all in their eyes see it in their eyes and like the smell of desperation. Um, and the thing that gets kind of annoying about it is, that I don't like is I feel like they just want to be in a relationship, any relationship, and they're just like mm-hmm. checking to see, like they have boxes they want to check. Like, do I check yeah. their boxes? Which I hate that. Um, it's not really about me. It's like, I don't know. It's like based on totally external superficial things. So that drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah, I feel like I noticed that too. If somebody wants to meet up really quickly after matching, where we haven't really talked at all, and I feel like they've looked at my pictures and I've responded to them, so I'm a human, and that's kind of enough for them to go on to think that they would want to meet me or date me. Which for me, I need like I don't need a pen pal for weeks, but I need a little bit more than you know. Where do you live? All right, let's go out. Like I can't, I can't do that yeah. so quickly. Like. You need a little bit well, of warm I can up hear them. somewhere I can in the hear middle. Them being like, "How far of a drive away are you?" Like, I know, like they're doing the Laura thing of. Like, oh, so yeah. here's the thing: Laura has a, a thing. Laura and I are very different in the way that we date. Like, we're interested in different types of men. Like, basically in every way, I would say we're opposite, which it becomes is very funny to me sometimes. Yeah, so I have um, geographical boundaries where I won't drive more than like 30 minutes to meet a man and I feel like to meet a date. And I feel like, Heather, you're like 30 minutes plus for whoever you end up dating. I've never dated anyone that lived less than 45 minutes away. And usually they're at least an hour. I dated someone that lived five hours away once, like had a relationship with him. Yeah, I'm hoping to meet someone who lives down the street from me. There's a really cute guy who walks his dog all the time in my neighborhood, and I'm trying to, like, meet up with him. He smiled at me before, and I'm like, well, this would be super convenient. You're down the street. We both have dogs, so I'm crossing my fingers for that one. He's probably married because I live in the suburbs, but that's a different story. (laughs) I just know that's what they're doing. Like, where do you live? And, like, I almost feel like I'm playing, like, a game of chicken. Like, let's find out how far away we live from each other. (laughs) It's very annoying. Yeah. I can't do that. Now, Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't encounter this as much as I used to because I think 
I think during COVID somehow, because like you couldn't, you couldn't and shouldn't meet in person unless it was something Mm -hmm. you were, someone you were actually interested in. And so men uh, had to learn to converse well. Or people had to learn to converse well. Like, you can't – you have to do better than you up, you know, in the middle of the Mm -hmm. night. Like, you have to actually, like, ask questions. Who are you? What do you care about? Like, you have to do that or you're not getting a date because the bar is just much higher at this point. Um, So, I don't feel like I hit this a lot. But sometimes it's just that guy that's like, hi. Hey. Hey, beautiful. You look pretty. Do not like Your pictures are cute. Yeah, Babe. I got a Hey Beautiful I'm yesterday, like and I'm like, I can't respond to Hey Beautiful. I'm sorry. It's not okay. Or somebody the other day who very quickly was just like, tell me something hot. And I'm like, that's not really a conversation. I don't know where to go with that. He also gave me his number right away, too. Like, I'm like, I can't do this right now. So, yeah, I need some some good, again, I don't need a pen pal. I don't need to text you for three weeks every day, all day before I've met you. But like, I need to know that we can make actual conversation, that you can type things, that there are sentences involved, like very important. Just or that you have like any type of connection or chemistry or anything. Interest. It's like, like wow, we're just two people that are attracted to each other. I don't know. Like, I just think that maybe that works when you're younger, but. Yeah, I want to know at least if I'm going to be, especially, again, we talk about COVID dating a lot, but it definitely has changed the culture of dating in so many ways. And like this winter in Chicago, if you were meeting somebody for a date, it was like one of three restaurants that had a sort of heated outdoor patio. So you were meeting them for dinner, like you were committing to at least an hour and a half. You had to. So you, you have to make sure that you can have a conversation with that person or it's real painful. So that texting yeah. is really important. Yeah. yeah. Like, because usual, usually what I would do is say, let's go get coffee because I can do anything for an hour, right? So if it's terrible, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It was an hour. I can live with that. But dinner is <laughs> – dinner, it's like at Commitment. least – an hour and a half, two hours at minimum, and you have to look cuter, so mm-hmm. it takes longer to get right. Re- I don't know. I don't know yeah. about that. It's a lot. It's so a anyway, lot. people, yeah, yeah really so commit. if you agree to meet them in person, like, you better be sure. Um, And for me, like, I love COVID dating. I love, like, for almost anyone I met, like, we did, like, two or three Zoom dates and talked on the phone, like, very mm-hmm. old-fashioned. Yeah, no one wants a Zoom date anymore. Zoom dates are out of style, but I think they need to come back because it really lets me know if I should be leaving my house or not. Like, I want to vet this a little bit. And I get, like, one night off a week, you know? And, like, what if Mm -hmm. I, like, gamble it away on the wrong one? (laughs) All right. Another one. Another one that we deal with. Well, you know, I thought I was going to be the emotionally ridiculous one, but turns out there are a lot of men who are also dealing with major insecurity issues and are easily upset or hurt. Um, we made up a word for that, tenderonies. <laughs> I either just very tender, very, very tender. You know, like there was one person I remember that I matched with him and like, I'm, and like we hit it off, but I'm not kidding. We'd only been talking for like half an hour and it was on text. We hadn't talked on the phone. Like we matched and talked for a half hour. That was it. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, well, I think we should meet. And I was like, well, uh, okay. And he said, I'll be right. I have to go run to the store, but I'll be right back. He ran. He, was, he didn't respond for a little while. And then he came back. He said, you know, you mentioned that you were uh, on 
Tinder and talking to other people. And I think for me, I only want to go out with someone if I know they're really actually just into me. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. And he said, I just I, – I, I don't know that you're into me. And I wrote back. I said, well, I, I just met you a half hour ago. And I'm pretty sure I said the opposite of that, that, yes, I'm talking to people, but that doesn't mean I'm dating any of them. And also, I met you a half hour ago. This seems like an overreaction, respectfully. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually did go out with that guy. Oh, really? He apologized. He was like, Do you- oh. yeah, I know. I don't know. I-, I was kind of dumb. I think I just was curious at that point. He was the furniture <laughs> builder. He built furniture. Oh, he was cute. He was cute. We are not a match. But um, yeah. I just kind of wanted to see because he makes things and I love to make things. So I was like, oh, this could be fun. But um, anyway, he was a total tenderoni, one of many that like it's like the thing if you don't text back. Like there are people that get really like riled up about the speed at which you text them back. And this isn't someone you've gone on a date with. Like you just match with them on the app. There's nothing, nothing there. I, we haven't even met in person. But I've had a fair number be like they'll send me a text and I'll respond the next day or sometimes like just a few hours and or I'll go back to respond and it hasn't been a long time and they've unmatched me <gasps> or other people don't unmatch me but they'll be like hey hey are you there well good oh. talk like being and I was like well now we're unmatching because you're clearly a child yeah but and um, so good that they don't have your phone number because that's a whole other right. thing of blocking like if they're ugh, gross yeah. yeah, I don't give people my phone number either unless, like, I know I want to go out with them. That's it. Yeah. Even I'm not going to just, like, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to have to block them. And also, like, I feel like that's, like, an identifying piece of information that just doesn't need to be out there. Yeah. I'm almost leaning to the point of not giving it out until after we've got on a date and if I like them because then I just have all these random text exchanges in my phone and I don't want to save their names because I probably don't want to see them again. And then it just feels awkward. It's like awkward phone stuff. I don't know. We can't do it. (laughs) It's like Tinder Chad, Bumble Mike. Awkward. All right. So number six, we've got the rarest the rarest of Holy Grail matches. Like, it hardly ever happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is someone who is real and genuine and emotionally available and being themselves. Mm-hmm. That's, like, almost never. Hard to find. Yep. Yeah. I would say I've so I've been dating the longest. So I would say in over three years, I think I've met four of these, two of which I dated for a significant amount of time. Four in three years is not, like, a lot. Um, um, Definitely, it's, yeah, it's hard to find someone who is open to dating, who is in a good place mentally and emotionally and with their life and is open to dating. Hard to find. Yeah, I mean, I have also only met four. But something I notice is that, you know, I've been dating for about a year. And for the first maybe eight months – I didn't meet any. And then yeah. lately I met – like I've, I haven't been dating much lately at all, to be honest. I slowed way down. Um, but I would say almost everyone I've met recently has been one of these. I met someone That's in great. April. We're now friends. Met someone in May. We're now friends. <laughs> and I met someone in July and it just didn't work out. He was very nice. Um, and then like someone I met a few weeks ago. But the, I think what I think is interesting about that is I think maybe I'm getting healthier 
So I am attracted Mm -hmm. to and attracting healthier people that are all the way here, which is kind of nice. There's hope. (laughs) Yeah. They're out there. They're hard to find, but they're out there. Maybe your extended um, geographical search parameters are helping you compared to me. So I need to to widen my boundaries of dating, apparently. Yeah. Go out to like 35 minutes. It's a whole new world. Um, all right, and then here's our bonus category, and it cannot be ignored because it's a big group, actually, um, and that's mm-hmm. the married guys that are lying and the bots, married and bots. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think we should explain so we all know what a married man is, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're all over Tinder. They're masquerading as single available men who want to date you. Um, but the bots are a whole different category because the bots are usually super cute they probably mm-hmm. don't have much of a profile or there's a weird it's a weird profile and it's got some typos and spacing issues. It doesn't look quite right, but you bypass that because the pictures are real cute. And then you match with this profile right away and it messages you right away. And then you start to realize that a computer is sending these messages to you. And if you ask the same question, it will answer the same question over and over again. Um, and you get real sad. You get so sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very annoying. I think I've gotten good at spotting them because sometimes the name changes. Like the the profile will show up and it's Hudson, and then it's Kendrick. The next time you see him, oh yeah, Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, and they all work for the NSA. Yes, but they're all real cute. They're cute. <laughs> so Heather, which would you prefer um, to match with married men or bots? If you had to pick, what path? Um, it's rough. It's a tough choice. Bots. Yeah. Bots. Because sometimes the married ones, like, you don't know right away. And it's like, wow, you wasted my time. This was annoying. Mm-hmm. Whereas with yeah. bots, I think you it gets funny and you can figure it out pretty much immediately. Yeah. You can have a really weird, odd conversation with a bot. So, yeah, I'll go bot. All right. So, of that list of the six men you meet on Tinder, um, on Tinder, obviously – We've noticed there are some similarities about ourself in this list as well. Um, Heather, which one do you think you are? Um, I think there's always going to be a little bit of one and two. Dating mm-hmm. for attention, validation, feeling traumatized by life and love. I mean, I think those are always going to be in play. I am trying to get to being real and genuine. And I think I'm actually a lot better at that than I was even six months ago, three months ago. You know, at this point, I think I'm really good at bringing my whole self. And I think that kind of helps. I don't know. Like, it changes in terms of who I pick to date. Mm -hmm. It changes, like, how I see things. I think a lot of times I can spot the BS a lot faster now. Whereas before, I was like, yeah, we just got to know each other. This is normal. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Mm, you are not a healthy dude. I don't think we should date. And, I like, I spot it so much faster. And I'm so much better at letting it go and, like, saying no to that. What about you? Yeah, I think I sit pretty well in the real and genuine camp. Um, you know, I've had a almost two year relationship since my divorce. That was a pretty healthy and good, re, you know, post divorce relationship. I feel pretty happy about all of that. Um, but I do have that hint of needing attention and validation from dating because it does, you know, that does feel nice. 
And sometimes that can get in the way of actually making a real connection because compliments are really nice and they can kind of trick you into thinking that somebody you want to date when um, it might not be the right person for you. So still trying to figure that one out. But I do think I generally connect well and come, you know, to anybody I'm talking to, I'm dating them for wanting to get to know them and going on the dates I want to go on rather than just going on a date to go on a date. So, well, good. It's probably the way it should be. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get there one day. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Well, this was our first episode. Thanks for joining us. Um, and we are going to start things off next week with a, a story of perhaps the worst date. Laura has ever been on or close to it. So we're going to tell that story of David the Disaster. So we'll talk to you next time. Bye. That was a good one. Still thirsty? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and thirstythepodcast.com. Say hi, send a note, share a story with us. Because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.